So when Alan called me earlier this week to ask if I would uh, mind delivering the message today, I got the same feeling I always get, fear, followed by nervousness and followed right behind that with more fear. Um, and when he asked me to continue with the whole story sermon series, I was even more anxious, uh, knowing that I had not only to follow in his footsteps, uh, but to build a bridge for what he has planned for the sermon after this one. Uh, I put a lot of pressure on myself. Uh, I didn't have a lot of faith in myself, and I, I wasn't showing much faith in you uh, as my friends who have faith in me. And I certainly wasn't showing a lot of faith in God who provided the scripture. Uh, probably sounded a little like Moses when God first told him what he had planned for him. But when I first read the chapter in Deuteronomy, uh, I laughed a bit to myself. Um, not that anything in it was humorous, uh, but I laughed in amazement uh, at God's hand in everything. Um, several verses struck a chord with me, and especially in light of some of the news that my family got this week. Uh, if you and I are friends on Facebook, you may have seen my post about Mary Emma's graduation news. Uh, she is one of several in our church family who is graduating this year. Uh, Arlie Grace Monroe, Angel Jarvis, and Ellen Hendricks are also graduating in just a few short months. And not just graduating, uh, but graduating with excellence. They're, they're honor graduates. Uh, I don't even like to think about it. Uh, it's one more reminder, uh, one more big event in her life to show me that I have to let go a little bit more. Anyway, the first verse that resonated with me is verse 2. Uh, and you and your children and grandchildren must fear the Lord your God as long as you live. And if you obey all his decrees and commands, you will enjoy a long life. And just a couple of verses later, we read the message that carries with it the central theme of Deuteronomy. Uh, one that Christ emphasized as the first and greatest commandment. In Deuteronomy 6, verses 4 through 6, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. It's this next verse, though, where I, it's where I felt the, the tap on my heart. Uh, verse 7 says, Repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you are at home and when you are on the road, when you are going to bed and when you are getting up. And when I read that, my mind thought, yeah. And when they walk into school on that first day, when you're trying to hold on to that smile, when you want to run after them, when it first hits you that the letting go has started, when you let go of their bicycle and they wobbly pedal away, beaming with pride while you're watching smiling and scared ready to rush up at the first sign they might fall or when you watch them drive out of the yard by themselves for the first time and you pray dear god keep them safe or when they come home crying and heartbroken from young love and you can't fix it and when you see them walk across the stage to get their diplomas knowing they've got big plans to do big things and you're still trying to hold on to that smile 
and all you can do is trust. Or when you walk them down the aisle or stand next to them at the altar to give them to someone else. Or God help us when you lose one. And you're screaming and dying inside. And you hope and pray what you've repeated again and again. All the times you talked at home and on the road, going to bed and getting up. You pray they listened and believed. And you know that prayer is for you too. There are so, so many letting go points in our lives. And all we can do is trust that every day you taught them, every day you tried to show them how you did your best to keep God at the center of your everyday life. Because that's what loving God with all your heart and your soul and your strength is all about. We are to love God, think constantly about his commandments, teach his commandments to our children, and live each day by the guidelines in his word. The key to teaching your children to love God is, is simply and clearly in these verses. If we want our children to follow God, we must make God a part of our everyday experience. We must teach our children diligently to see God in all aspects of life, not just those that are church-related. We've done our best to raise our children in church. We get them to Sunday school and VBS and Christmas plays and MYF. We teach them prayers and blessings to bow their heads and give thanks, ask forgiveness, pray for others. And those Sunday mornings and Sunday evenings and Wednesday nights are wonderful, wonderful times we get to share Christ with our children and with other people's children. To be in community with those who share our faith. But what about the other days of the week? What about the times when we aren't dressed up in our Sunday best? When the dog poops on the carpet? Or the toilet overflows or you hit the wrong nail with a hammer? Or the wellhouse burns down? Or when they don't get the best grade or they ding the car or strike out looking? Are we showing God to them in those parts of our everyday lives? Y'all know me and you know some of what I just said were real examples. I did burn the wellhouse down. The toilet did overflow back at the end of December. And uh, yeah, I wasn't making any of that up. Um, I don't know what my kids saw or heard, but it probably was not loving God. Uh, I'm sad to say. They know we're not perfect. We do, and we try to be. And at the end, all we can do is trust that the seed of faith and belief has sprouted and grown deep roots in our children. And we trust that we have followed the guidance given to us in Proverbs 22, verse 6. Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it even when they've seen us not practice what we preached. God knows. He knows what's coming, knows the conversations we're going to have with our children at some point because we did let go and let them learn and let them do and let them be something on their own without us. 
And it doesn't even matter if they're our kids or not. I still look at young adults like Wesley and Miles Martin, Jackie Jarvis, Logan Neese, John Mitchell Hensley, Nick and Demi Johnson, and a whole crew of others as my MYF kids. And I know what we tried to teach them and show them. And, and don't think for a minute, any of you, that just because you aren't their biological mama or daddy, you didn't have an influence on them. They'll remember you, and they'll remember what you taught them. But Deuteronomy 6, 20 through 25, tells us what to say if they come back and ask. In the future, your children will ask you, what is the meaning of these laws, decrees, and regulations that the Lord our God has commanded us to obey? And then you must tell them, we were Pharaoh's slaves in Egypt, but the Lord brought us out of Egypt with his strong hand. The Lord did miraculous signs and wonders before our eyes, dealing terrifying blows against Egypt and Pharaoh and all his people. He brought us out of Egypt so he could give us this land he had sworn to give our ancestors. And the Lord our God commanded us to obey all these decrees and to fear him so he can continue to bless us and preserve our lives as he has done to this day. For we will be counted as righteous when we obey all the commands the Lord our God has given us. Now the conversation may not be verbatim like that. Uh, asking about decrees and regulations and you probably won't be reminding them about being slaves in Egypt and, and how awful Pharaoh was. But it may sound more like this. Mama, Daddy, how did y'all get through the tough times? Or they remember verse 18 which says, do what is right and good in the Lord's sight so all will go well with you. And they say, I don't understand how God could let this happen. This isn't well with me when they face their first real crisis out from under our wings. They'll ask the questions, but if we've done as we have been commanded, they will already know the answer. Because they will have seen the answer every day of their lives. Baby, we trusted and we prayed and we believed that no matter the trial, no matter how hard it got, God was going to take care of our needs because he knew what we needed. Just like he knows what you need. He didn't promise there would be no suffering or pain or heartache or loss. What he promises us is a right relationship with him for all those who love him and with all their heart. So just trust that as long as you follow him, fear him and love him, he will continue to bless and preserve our lives as he has done to this day. We are all in various stages of letting go. And that letting go may be letting go of the belief that I'm too young and I don't know enough to be a godly influence on anybody. I, I remember when I was paired with Mr. Cal Rivenbark to do a head, heart, hand study. And I thought to myself, there's no way I can contribute anything 
that this man does not already know. And I probably didn't. But I learned so much about me and about him and about God. It may be, what could I offer to anyone, young or old, in the way of godly guidance? I don't know how to be a teacher. What do I know about leading a Sunday school class or an MYF group? It might be, my kids are grown and gone. Heck, my kids have kids. They won't sit still long enough to listen to a Bible story. Sitting and watching a Bible YouTube video is a pretty, you know, they're all behind that. It could be even letting go of the belief that I've done so much that there's no way anyone would ever believe God is in me. I'm letting go of about just, or about every one of those excuses. And I'm also letting go of the belief that I can protect my children in every aspect of their lives. And that's a hard one for me. But God got me to this point with Emma. Here at this big letting go stage. It's time for them to see my faith in action as I smile and let go a little bit more. I stop and remind myself of how agonizingly hard it must have been for God to let go of his one and only son. Not to drive a car or go off to college or get married, but to die. To die for me and her and all of us. I think about that and I smile again, remembering that because God let go, I can let go too. Because I know what's in her heart. But more importantly, I know who is in her heart. And no matter how old we are, or how old our kids get, uh, all we can do is have faith that God will keep his promise to us if we have kept his commandments. And through those commandments, raised our children to trust and obey him too. He hasn't let go of us, and he never will. Amen. Our closing hymn today is Take My Life and Let It.